We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Friday, November 17th. We'll be taking a look at some DFS GPP strategy for the week 11 slate on DraftKings, as well as FanDuel. Uh, hit that like button on your way in the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. Join with me back on Friday. It's the million the million dollar player. Right, always got to pump you up, uh, Squirrel Patrol, and it, it's uh, I, it, I love your Twitter. Your Twitter profile is is a perfect dynamic of who you are. It's like it's the guy that you always see in front of you, on top of you, in the DraftKings and FanDuel leaderboards. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's the goal, right? Well, I'm not in front from not in the contest that you played that I'm in. I want to be <laughs> on top of you. Sorry, it's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll see how we could do that for this. Week 11 slate, unlike the past two weeks, John, uh, these we have games that actually have like totals that and teams that have offenses, and we have plenty of options on this slate. Uh, we're going to talk through some team and game stacks. We're looking primarily for correlated, like games we're targeting, what teams we're targeting, uh, Compared to ownership, because we get a preliminary ownership projections in, we have our player projections. You get all of this if you're a Roto Grinders premium member. Click on that link in the description, get $10 off your first month. So, John, the chalk of this slate is what it seems like to be uh, right now is this Cardinals Texans game. This is a 48 and a half total. Houston with a healthy 26 and a half team total. The Cardinals with a pretty healthy 22 implied team total and many of the pieces in this game are cheap so Kyler Murray plus Trey McBride plus choose Rondell Moore Michael Wilson Marquise Brown and then you got the Houston side CJ Stroud's been doing well you got 
Tank Dell is still, you know, under 6K. Nico Collins will priced up a bit. All the receivers are kind of back. But if Damian Pierce is out, Devin Singletary is back at 5,300 in a home favorite spot. How are you handling this this Cardinals-Texans game? Are you more likely to to play more of it despite it being chalky or maybe looking elsewhere? It's interesting because I think our ownership projections as of yesterday didn't really have this game being chalky. And then I started running stuff as like, oh, the Houston game is going to be chalky again. Um, It's similar to last week. We had Cincinnati Houston last week that was like shaping up to be the chalk. Um, And I didn't like that game as much as I like this game. Um, Particularly, I think you can play like Kyler Murray. He seems to be fully back. Um, And like Devin Singletary had a fantastic game last week. And he was like 4,700 um, and they raised his price, but it's still not enough. If, um, you know, assuming Damian Pierce is out, like Damian or Devin Singletary is going to be your, your cash game running back. And it's just really hard to get away from it because he's cheap. Like he's still cheap, like relative to the you know, to all other like running backs under consideration. We've seen now he has a ceiling after last week, like 150 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and he gets some receiving work. So, you know, he's a, he's a pretty good running back to go to because even if he misses, he doesn't kill you at, at his price, almost certainly. Um, and then Trey McBride, again, is like, I, have, I think he's like the top projected tight end and he's nowhere near the most expensive. So then he's another value on the other side of the, the game. Um, and then you just start going, right? Because then you got like Marquise Brown and Tank Dell and like, like both teams could have some, you know, wide receiver injuries or just, you know... At, attractively priced, you know, wide receivers. And suddenly you stick like Tyler Murray in there or CJ Stroud and you've just got a whole game stack. So I think it's going to be a pretty head, pretty heavily owned game. Um, but like the, like you didn't necessarily need the Houston Cincinnati game last week, even though it did fine. Um, you maybe need pieces from that game. So I'll definitely have like a lot of these guys on my 150 set, even in single entry. I think I'll, I'll have some of these guys on my lineup but it won't necessarily be a full game stack of this. I think you can do like a mini stack of this game, uh, you know, with, with some other pieces. So maybe you're taking a quarterback wide receivers from some other game and just stick, you know, Devin Singletary and Trey McBride on there or, you know, or Marquise Brown or, and Tank Dell. Right. Cause the problem in this game is that there's really nowhere to hide. Cause even like James Conner, we have his owned. I mean, even, even the cheaper receivers like more is owned enough. My attitude with these types of games is I either overstack or avoid. I don't mind the running backs by themselves. And I don't mind uh, Trey McBride by himself. And I know that sounds weird. It's like, why Trey McBride? It's like, well, the tight end position typically sucks for points. So, like, the opportunity cost is low. I don't mind playing a chalk cheap tight end that has 20 plus point upside because if he gets 20 plus points, I can't find that from any, t- like it's going to be very hard to find another tight end at that price. that's going to put up that score. So those are the positions. It's the wide receivers. I don't, I don't mind not playing Marquise Brown or tank Dell or, or any of these receivers as one offs because we have plenty of games where I could, I dude, there's so many receivers in the five to seven K range. That if you told me they got 30 points in a game, I wouldn't be shocked. Do I have to just like eat the ownership, especially as one-offs if I'm not playing the stack? Like Marquise Brown is a one-off. Like then Kyler Murray probably got there. So I probably don't want those. I want 
I don't mind the running backs and the tight ends from that regard, or do the opposite and go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Kyler Murray, Marquise Brown, Trey McBride, Tank Dell, Devin Singletary, play five, even sit, maybe Dalton Schultz you throw in there or something like that. You know, like you play, you overstack the game, but these, these three plus one type of combinations that we have enough games on the slate and enough teams with decent team totals that I'm, I'm playing 10 GPP lineups, John. I think I could probably, I'm playing, this will probably be half my cash lineup, yeah. but maybe not my GPP. Yeah, it, it's an interesting week, and you kind of touched on it at the start, that we have some higher point totals, and we have some teams with higher implied totals, but there's a big divergence on the offenses. I, I mentioned this on the, the solo ship, right, that um, you've got, what was it, uh, eight teams out of the 22 have an implied point total of 17 or less, which is a, a really high number. Like, I used to see 17 and think, oh, that's probably the lowest uh, lowest point total, implied point total of the week. Like, now eight of the 22 teams are there. Um, but then you've got, like, five other teams with implied point totals of 26 or more. Um, and Houston is one of those teams. But there's four others. And, you know, and so you can go to one of those games – um, and potentially kind of like the Dallas situation last week, like you might be picking up the, the team that you need to have on that week to win a tournament. The thing about the, the the context of this week compared to the past couple of weeks on a, on a, on a slate, like we've had in week nine and week 10, where like the totals are all bad. Like everything, everything sucks. And it's like, okay, we hope one of these games, can we find the right game this, this week? I think it's a, it's a, it's a game of teams rather than games like I'm much rather this week in my GPP lineups not use like not use runbacks maybe the Arizona Houston game or something like that but not yeah I'm if I'm playing Dallas I don't need a Panther if I'm playing right. if I'm playing uh uh Miami I don't need a Raider if I'm playing San Francisco I don't need a Buccaneer I don't need like I don't need a jet in my life like all these team totals are healthy enough that I'd rather just like Give me pieces from the teams that are going to score a bunch of points expectedly. And I don't need it to be back and forth because even if it is back and forth, there may be another, there may be three teams on the slate that put up 35 plus points that do I want the, do I want a a Jonathan Mingo run back in my Dallas stack? It's like, no, I can just find a cheap receiver from, 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 from Buffalo or from, from Miami or something. Like I could find something from some other game from a team that's actually going to score a bunch of points. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I think that, like, Dolphins 70-point, like, total over uh, Denver is, like, a watershed moment for the NFL where things have really started, like, kind of splitting. Like, you've got these offenses that are just put on the gas, and they're going to, like, might put up, like, tons of points. And, yeah, you don't necessarily want the team that's on the other side of that, like, 50-something plus, you know, like, you know, spread. Um, yeah, you don't necessarily want the, the Panthers run back. Like Dallas might just score a ton of points. Like you didn't want a Giants run back last week when you were putting like Dak Prescott into your you know tournament winning lineup. Uh, and that's like a difference this year from from previous years. It's not necessarily like the game totals are not necessarily being pushed by a shootout as much as some team just goes berserk on some you know some defense that can't keep up and then some offense that can't keep up. Well, you mentioned the Dolphins. 29 and a half implied team total year. This year has been the the year of the Dolphins for you. Like you just play the Dolphins every week. Just 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 quadruple stack them and get and get move on with your life. It's a little bit of different yeah. dynamic this week. I mean, obviously everyone is pricey. Tua, Waddle, Hill. 
we have all the running backs back. So it's like, it's not just that uh, A-Chain is back, but we also got Jeff Wilson being active. Mostert is still there. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins are at home. They're 12 and a half point favorites. I mean, it's expensive to do like, but how do you, how do you, how do you overstack the Dolphins in this game? Every, everyone's, I mean, who, who are you playing that? Like, would you be playing a running back alongside Tua, Tyreek, Mostert? Are you avoiding the running backs? It's just a weird, it's like, I want to target the Dolphins, but it feels like, it's like, I'll take Hill as a one-off, I'll take Waddle as a yeah. one-off, and and that's it. I like It feels like I can't build a lineup to a double stacks and like get anything else in the rest of my, in the rest of my build. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable, but high upside, but I think that's a good tournament situation, right? Like you, you don't feel great once you put like Tua and Tyreek in, and especially if you then add like Jalen Waddle, you're you're kind of scrounging for some money. But like that's fine. There will be some value that pops up, or there will be lower priced players that hit, even though they weren't necessarily like the the clear standout value on the slate. Uh, so I think that's a way to play it. I I think maybe I'm just gonna play, you know I'm gonna be a little bit over on Tyreek Hill. I, I you know I think he'll still see good ownership. I think Jalen Waddle is really well-priced on FanDuel in particular. Uh, and I think Tua will be under-owned. Like, we've got him at, like, 7% ownership. Like, that seems silly. I And look at those beautiful yellow dots in the, in the write-ups there. Like somebody's already on top of their stuff for this, <laughs> this weekend. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, like, you can just play Tua. Like, there's no reason that, um, you know, if you, you, it's in the, the write-up there. But, like, you know, they've got the highest implied point total of the week. Um, the quarterback is not the most expensive in, on the week. They're averaging more points per game in the NFL than anybody else, more passing yards per game in the NFL than anybody else. Like, why would you not play to it? Um, you know, there's like, he's maybe like 12th or something or eighth in the, the list of like own, quarterback ownership percentages. Um, the running back situation is like pretty murky now. I think this is the first time we've had like three guys there that we think are pretty good, like Raheem Mostert, um, uh, HN, and, and Jeff Wilson. Hey, so we'll have to see, and I think Mostert's been like limited in practice. Um, if if Mostert is like really limited, then I think Devin HN is maybe somebody you want to be really overweight on. Uh, if like Mostert practices today and it's like oh just an injury maintenance type thing, then maybe Mostert is the guy you want to be overweight. But I, you know, for years I I've, I've had a rule, well, you know, whether it's hand building or multi entering, that I'm not going to play two running backs from the same team. Um, I don't know that you can have that rule anymore with Miami and maybe even not Detroit. On the other side of the ball for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs is 6,800. He projects pretty well because of his workload. Obviously with Aiden O'Connell at quarterback, it's a little bit different of a team. They'd much rather run the ball than throw the ball. The problem in this is that it's a large slate. Ceilings, what, what, I think a lot of people don't realize, and this is, this is led, we've seen a lot of narratives from like 2008 to 18 DFS, right? With like Blake Bortles. It's like, I want to play the quarterback stack. That's going to be behind and throwing the ball a ton. It's like, yeah, that's good from a, like a median perspective, but ceilings really come down to who scores a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah. And one of the biggest thing, if you looked at the data over the very long period of time, like running back ceilings are primarily favorites that score touchdowns 
and he may be a good price, but like my my natural inclination, the Raiders have a 17 implied team total. If Josh Jacobs is going to be double digit owned at all, I just X him out and just if he beats me, he beat like if he ends up with 70 yards rushing and if he ends up with 17 points, like I that that's not that's not the end of the world, but it's hard to see if Miami is going to step on the gas, how Josh Jacobs ends up with like a 35 plus point game. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think you necessarily need any any Raiders runbacks. Um, Josh Jacobs is probably the best like point per dollar guy. Um, Devontae Adams though, would probably be the guy you want in a real like oh the Raiders are passing a ton trying to, to keep up. Like in that situation, I kind of agree. Like, I don't necessarily want the stack that like the quarterback, running back, wide receiver stack that's like trying to pass to come up, like to come back. I think maybe the the wide receiver there is maybe picking up receptions, especially on DraftKings. Um, so Devontae Adams like fits that mold. Uh, I haven't like really tried to, to price out a lineup like that to see if it works. Uh, I don't. I just don't think you necessarily need a Raiders run back. Um, I mean, Jacobs is going to get volume. I agree. And yeah, he's probably not going to kill you. So it's maybe fine. So maybe if you are doing some Dolphins, you want to put it. You know, you can put Josh Jacobs in there, but you don't have to. Okay, so I got two teams. I ran some lineups this morning, compared projection versus ownership. I've got two teams that I that as of right now I'm looking to target. One, one is going to be owned, and one is is a bit off the board. So I'm going to start with one of mine, and then we go to one of yours. Okay. The one that I'm looking at right now is Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. And the pair that I would want to do is actually Purdy McCaffrey Samuel. Eat up that running back spot because I don't think running back is all that great this week in general. And I think I'd much rather play a lineup that's like Purdy McCaffrey Samuel, plug in Devin Singletary, plug in plug in Trey McBride, and then run all those like 6K level wide receivers. It's like, which one is going to pop off? Like that type of thing. Don't worry about the... I don't, I don't even care about Mike Evans or Rashad White or anyone on the other side of the game. The 49ers have a 26 and a half implied team total at home, 11 and a half point favorites over the Buccaneers with a 15 implied team total. And I'll just go like, okay, Purdy's cheap at 5,800 for a team that has that high of a team total. And McCaffrey obviously could beat every running back at that position. And Debo for 6,300 could score 30 points from any, from anywhere on the field. Uh, I'll take these high ceiling guys and uh, and they're not, and really our current ownership, they're not low owned, but they're not high owned at all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's similar to the Dolphins situation where it's just a team that an offense has been doing really well all season. Uh, they're in a game that might not be close, but they're still probably going to put some points on the board. Uh, the players are a little bit expensive. But there's and there's not like the screaming value this week that we can see so far where there's like, oh, we you know, this three thousand wide receiver, this, you know, four thousand running back is gonna be elevated into, you know, a much bigger role. But there's really some pretty good value in the mid-range. So you can just you can take like a couple of expensive players and then, you know, from the same team, like they have like McCaffrey and, and Debo Samuel, um, and then you're plugging in a bunch of like five to six thousand dollar guys, and it's a, it's actually a pretty decent looking roster. Um, I, I, yeah, I think like Brock Purdy's always under owned, uh, for this team putting up so many points, but part of the issue is sometimes it's just Christian McCaffrey. 
So like sometimes Christian McCaffrey is just the guy you need. But yeah, like similar to the Dolphins, sometimes it's just Tyreek Hill, right? Um, and so yeah, I think that is definitely and it's going to be under owned. Um, so it's definitely a place you can go. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so what are one of the teams that you're looking at? Maybe one that's maybe not as off the board, but, you know, maybe not the chalk. I've got one that's way off the board, <laughs> if you want to go there. I, I got one that's off the – I got one that's a bit off the board. Or maybe you have two that – just what's the first one? Uh, so the, I think the Giants are, are in play. Are you serious? Okay, now yeah. – now, 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 now you've, now you've, you've, you really just went right off the deep end of like, okay, yeah. he's like, okay, I got one that's really like, I'm like, I got one that's off the board, but yeah. I don't got one that of a team that has the lowest implied team total on the slate at right. 13 and a half. Are you talking about, are you talking about Barkley? Or are you talking legitimately yeah. talking about stacking Tommy DeVito? I would so in, in a one fifty build on DraftKings specifically, like right where the quarterback prices go way farther down than, than FanDuel, and you know, even some of the wide receiver prices go go farther down. I I would do and will probably end up doing some Tommy DeVito stacks. I mean, this Commanders defense is terrible, so uh, you know in Tommy you know, DeVito, you know the Commanders, you know the Commanders defense may be one of the highest owned defenses on the slate, even at thirty six hundred. Yeah, and and I'll have a lot of commanders defense as well, right? I'm not saying I think the Giants are going to go out here and like, you know, I'm flag planning that they're going to, you know, go out and score 40 points on on Washington. Uh, I think they can do surprisingly well. Like a lot of teams have looked bad against Dallas this year, uh, against the Dallas defense. So you know, yeah, like tell me DeVito looked terrible, and I mean he looked terrible. I think it was uh, Las Vegas said he went in mid game, but I mean he's going in mid game. He's the third third string quarterback um and so i do think like saquon barkley would be the primary interest there right that um you know he's going to get a ton of volume and like if he scored three touchdowns that would not be a shock and if he got picked up a bunch of receptions along you know with those touchdowns it wouldn't be a shock like all of this is in play like they they might just be able to just feed saquon barkley to avoid you know putting Tommy DeVito in a bad situation and whereas with dallas can bottle that up and it's not going to work but it might work against the commanders. Um, so like maybe Saquon Barkley ends up having a huge day. It's like definitely with, at least within the realm of possibility, his price is down a little bit. Um, and I think you could actually do like some kind of Sam Howell. Um, so, you know, Saquon Barkley and, you know, maybe a Logan Thomas or Terry McLaurin type stack. Uh, and that'll be like way off the board. But I, I think it's a game you, 
I think it's a game that's going to hit the tournament winning lineup more often than it's going to be owned. But like both of those are still probably single digit possibilities. Right. I could be on board with the Barkley stuff. I don't think I'm going to play Saquon Barkley, but that's my, when you said Giants, I'm like, Tommy DeVito, Darius Slayton, and yeah. Bellinger. I'm like, now, now, I mean, that is, that is truly vomitous. And I'm the king of the vomit stacks. And it, when I am like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even consider that. Like, that's what I thought. But Barkley, you have tagged. You have the little yellow thing here in lineup HQ. Running back, you never know, right? Yeah. He could have 38 touches. He could have two touchdowns. I mean, that's fine. But I, I'm good luck in your 150 set. Your all your Tommy DeVito lineups. Good right. luck to them because that 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 will not be in my player pool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the one that I have off the board, and it's pseudo off the board because I don't think the game is off the board. I just think the side of the game is off the board. I think we have this Lions Bears game, and for the most part, got it, people are going to be playing this Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta. You have Gibbs and Laporta tagged here. I don't, I like Gibbs. I like Laporta. I don't like Goff being the head of that stack. I like Justin Fields yeah. as the head of this. I want to play Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Cole Komet, and then use one of the Lions as a run back in a game that's indoors in Detroit, right? Ford Field. And the Lions defense is okay, but also. I know the Bears only have a 20-point implied total, but that's actually not that's not all that bad comparison to some of the other teams on this slate. And, if, dude, if you told me Justin Fields had 40 fantasy points, I mean, dude, we've literally seen that, yeah. right? So, like, here's a quarterback, right, that we have a, that may not even be in the top eight owned quarterbacks at 6,900 that could legitimately break a slate by himself. Why wouldn't I take a shot on that? Yeah, no, no, I love that play. Um, you, you might have listened to Solo Ship already. Um, but yeah, you know, I love running quarterbacks. Uh, people don't realize how much more points they get, you know, from the running and and um, rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Like the famous thing that I have is that like Lamar Jackson, I was once watching, and he, you know, he got an eighty-yard touchdown. It's the same as another quarterback getting a two hundred and fifty-yard touchdown pass. Like that doesn't happen. Like those rushing yards for the quarterbacks, like just add up, you know, especially when they add a rushing touchdown. Um, so I love Justin Fields. I love the the idea of him playing indoors. Um, you know, Lions defense is not necessarily something you want to pick on. Uh, so I don't know if I would like pair Fields with anybody. I think you can, you know, play a naked Fields. Uh, and I like Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporto. Like, so the Bears defense jammed to win pointed this out on our show. And it's not something I realized, but yeah, the, the Bears defense has been excellent against wide receivers, but very susceptible to, you know, to running backs and like tight ends have, have piled up a lot of receptions on them. Uh, so, so I think if people go to this game and people are probably not going to go to this game as often as they should, given like the Detroit having, I think the second highest implied point total, but when they do go to the game, they're probably going to go to like a Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown stack. Whereas I think the way to play the game is if Justin Fields, like Jameer Gibbs, or like Sam Laporta, or maybe play Fields with Komet. Uh, and, you know, I think DJ Moore is a possibility, but like getting a little bit different with this game, because I think there will be points scored in this game. And yeah, it's an indoors environment as we get later into the NFL season. That's going to become more and more important, um, but it never hurts, right? So yeah, I, I, like, I, I like that way of playing this game, and I like the idea of being overweight on this game. 
Okay. Do you have do you have one more game that you're looking at? Let's see. Um I'm trying to think of what I tagged. I think we actually hit everything. I want because I have another question for you that's not necessarily game related. It's sort of pseudo game related. The question okay. is we take a look at the other high implied point total team, the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, seventy three hundred. Ceedee Lamb is ninety two hundred dollars now, yeah. but Tony Pollard, sixty six hundred. Do we try to make? I, I think people are off. I think this is finally the week that people have right. given up on Tony Pollard. Is this the week to? Because you, are they just going to? I mean, they they're going to put up a lot of points against the Panthers. Is it just going to constantly just be just they're going to pass the ball 70% of the time and not give it to Pollard or the 6,600? If we went back, John, if this was 10 weeks ago, right? I, I said this on another show. This was 10 weeks ago after week one. And you said, you're going to fall asleep, right? You're going to fall asleep completely. I said this to James McCool on Monday. You fall asleep, you wake up, Rip Van Winkle, you wake up week 11. And you see that the Cowboys put up like 40 plus points in like the past three games or something, whatever the hell. And you look and you go, Tony Pollard 6,600 this week against the Panthers. Like, why is it, why isn't the ownership like 70, 74% ownership? Uh, And you'd be shocked to know that Pollard barely has any points. Uh, I know we've been saying this like every week of like, well, the game script and the, the, but like, but I think this is finally the week that the ownership will not be there because the ownership was there throughout the entire time, but now the ownership isn't there. Do we do, we do it? I don't know, man. I <laughs> I agree. I'm probably going to be, I think I put Tony Pollard as the guy I'm going to be high, like most overweight on. I might change that, but I'm still going to be playing a healthy amount of Tony Pollard and it's still going to kill me. Like he's, because we haven't, we've been saying the same exact thing every single week. This is finally the week. John, I think there's a big distinction is that the own, like, if Tony Pollard was oh 22% on this week, then I'd be like, okay, yeah. let let other people make that make make that go go down go down that road. It's it's the single digit owned Pollard at 66. It's not like it's single digit owned at 8,200. It's single digit owned and under 7K and on a team that has a 26 implied team total, and there's no and there's going to be single digit ownership like the, to me the ownership if you told me pollard was 20 percent this week and everyone's going back to it then i then whatever but i think that he could actually come in lower than nine percent i think people are done people are fed up <laughs> i think he's going to be higher i think, I think it's nine percent projected ownership i do i think it's going to be 20 percent like really again yeah yes because <laughs> people are going to do the exact same thing we're doing right now going I'm like well no, people, after he's been such a disappointment all season, nobody else is going to play him. Everybody's going to play him. Yeah, I, I I do, do think he'll be 20. You don't think people would rather play Brees Hall? They're going to play Singletary, Brees. I mean, the I mean, the Jets are an underdog, but, I mean, people people will play Jacobs. At a, I think more likely play Jacobs at that price. I mean, we take a look at these running backs. I mean, Etienne is there at 7,200. You got Connor at 5,700. Aaron Jones at 6,200. You got Chuba Hubbard, Jameer Gibbs. You really think Pollard is like, I just, I just see like there's too much other people here in that price range that I don't, I don't, I don't know if he, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he comes in at 20. Maybe I'm off and he comes in at like 14. 
and not yeah. nine. But I can't see twenty. I don't. I don't think people are that. I don't think either. One, one or two things, John. People aren't either that like us, or people are just like they're not dumb, <laughs> right? It's like one I, of the two. I do think Pollard will be higher owned on FanDuel. I think he's like sixty nine hundred on FanDuel, but it's it's kind of hard to find another running back like cheaper than other than Devin Singletary that that you like. Like he's really down on the the salary list on on FanDuel relative to DraftKings. I guess even though he's more uh, expensive on FanDuel, uh, so I think he'll, and we do have him like at, I think at higher at almost twice his projected ownership on on FanDuel. So maybe sometimes I have a little bit of a FanDuel bias. I tend to like look at that pricing first. Um, I do think he'll be over nine percent owned even on DraftKings. And it, I think people are going to see, and maybe not. And if he's not, I'm, I'm probably going to own having like twenty percent of my rosters. Um, and so if I'm double the field, I think that's great on DraftKings. Um, I think was it the Carolinas allowed like the sixth or seventh fewest passing yards per game and the sixth or seventh most rushing yards per game. Like much easier to attack on the ground. But since the bye week, Dallas has not been doing that. Like it doesn't matter. Like Dallas has become one of those offenses that just passes the ball and just keeps passing it and they just keep throwing a seed in Lamb and it keeps working. Like this isn't an offense we can criticize them and say like, oh, they're not giving the ball to Tony Pollard enough. Like they're just they're just scoring a ton of points no matter what they do. Uh, and Tony Pollard is not doing enough with the carries and the, the touches that he's getting. But maybe like I will I'll go back there at least, you know, with with some healthy amount of my rosters. Um, and I hope other people don't. But I do. I think there is there's a chance that I'm sitting there looking at some like really good rosters going. If I just didn't have this Tony Pollard snowflake, you know, this would be a great team. <laughs> Are you going to be? Oh, here's another question before we get out of here, right? Because you're you're flying you're flying out. You're like after the show, you're going to the airport. You're going to the King of the Beach, right? You're going to you're going to be relaxing on the beach yeah. with all the all the people in Miami or whatever. Yeah, um, it's big. It's tough. They they scheduled my massage for like right now, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm coming in. Uh, you know, Friday night. I can't do the massage. Tough, <laughs> tough life as a fantasy sports player. Uh. I don't think I've seen a total this low in an NFL game since I've been playing DFS. Pittsburgh Cleveland has a 32 and a half team total. Yeah. Yeah. Are not you going to play anyone? The Dolphins have a 29 and a half team total. This game right. has a total between both teams of 32 and a half. Are you crazy enough to play anyone from this game outside of maybe Amari Cooper or something like just like someone that could make a big play or like uh, the running back, like Harris or Warren or Ford or, I mean, there's no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like 32 and a half team total. Like you're, you're not, you're not even at vomit level yet. Like there's no way you could stack this. I mean, the the game, the team, I mean, this, the total is way too low to DTR playing Dorian Thompson Robinson and that Pickett and I can't believe they have DTR as quarterback and the Browns are still one and a half point favorites. Yeah. So JM DeWin brought this up yesterday on the solo show that he he thinks like Dorian Thompson Robinson is in play and he made a compelling argument. You know, so I'm I'm gonna have some Dorian Thompson Robinson rosters. I think it's a DraftKings specific play for large field. And I think it's the kind of thing that I'll probably have four or five rosters out of 150, but he, he's a $4,500 rushing quarterback. Like he did well in the preseason. 
up. They're favored at home. <laughs> you know, um, it's obviously like looking at the game total, like it's not somewhere you can go in like heavy volume. Um, but I, you know, I, I think it's a fine Millie maker entry, right? Like Dorian Thompson. You could say Robinson that about anything. You could say yeah. that. You could, what? Oh, that's yeah, that's always the excuse of like, I know this yeah. guy sucks, but if you're playing against 400,000 other people, Dude, anything yeah. could win. It's like, dude, I could just, I could randomly pick some, some anyone out on the. Allen Robinson one off. Okay, Millie Maker play. Like anything is that. Yeah, but I'd probably there's actually a bunch of quarterbacks I'd probably rather play Dorian Thompson Robinson than right. Like I'd rather play him than like Jordan Love than like than Bryce Young than Kenny Pickett than Zach Wilson. They say he's not like bottom on the list, and like at forty five hundred lets you do a lot with your rosters. And he puts up the rushing yards. It's not as crazy as it seems. And like 17 even isn't that low of an implied point. Like I said, there's eight teams out of 22 that are at 17 or below. Um, it's not it's not as crazy as it seems when you first look at it. Uh, obviously, one, like if you want to play, if you want to play him plus receiver or something, yeah, and that's it. But but I'm like, yeah, I'm taking yeah, three Browns. I'm taking two Steelers. Like like good luck yeah, with then, that. Right. Uh, is, yeah, is, yeah. Is, 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 is DTR above or below your boy, Tommy DeVito? That's a good question. I've been struggling with that. Seriously. He would be higher because of his rushing upside. Tommy yeah. DeVito is useless. I think, I think Tommy DeVito gets like, I think he had 40 rushing yards. Um, yeah. I, he was running I like put... a chicken with his head cut off. Right? Yeah, right? Like, yeah. That's what it was. I agree. Not designed I would put DTR above. Above Tommy DeVito. I mean, he's a favored home quarterback at 4,500. Um, got a significantly higher implied point total than uh, than the Giants. And, and then Carolina and Pittsburgh and a bunch of other teams. And then Tennessee. Um, Dorian Thompson and Dorian Thompson Robinson is, is cheaper than all of them. So um, in play, I think it's a DraftKings only large field play. But I, it's if you want to... If you want to fire in $15, $20, have a good time watching your roster and be, you know, have that quarterback that's probably 1% or less ownership. Um, that's that's the play this week. Or you just maybe if you want to have fun being a Browns fan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, this, if that if that wins, if this game stack wins, we're going to see just like, you know, uh, when when the Miami like super stack won and it was like Dolphin Attic 16. Yeah. It was like the Billy winner. <laughs> yeah. Like it's going to be if like DTR plus two and. And 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 Deontay Johnson, if that's the winning team, it's gonna be it's gonna be like like Browns, Browns yeah. guy 34 or something being the, the top guy. Ms. Thompson Robinson, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh okay. Anything else uh, of, of note on the slate before uh we, we we let you go to the airport? Um one last thing, I think the Seattle Rams game uh, is like well, at least worth like I don't even, there's not even that much to say. I mean, it's a game with a, a close spread, confident offenses, uh, and a decent team total. Um, it's not a game that I'm like rushing to, you know, like it's the last thing we bring up before, you know, say anything else. Um, I think it's at least worth considering. Like Cooper Cup uh, is like somebody that's been off the radar for a few weeks now, but like he should always kind of be on the radar. Um, you know, we're show, so showing him with like pretty decent ownership there. Um, I'd probably rather be over the field on that, like 10% Cooper Cup. Uh, than than under it, and I think it's like in play. Like if you're doing like a single entry roster, like if you're doing maybe a handful of single entry rosters that you're like spreading out among like smaller field, you know, three max, five max type contests. Like 
you could maybe consider a, a game stack from this game, right? Like you could fit in like a Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup, uh, DK Metcalf or Jackson Smith and Digba. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's at least worth considering. Right. Well, those are the types of contests that I play. I don't, I'm not sure. I I have I have a little bit more interest on the Geno Smith side of this game rather than the the Rams side, but this is one of those games that it's there. Yeah. It's like. I neither like it or love it or hate it, and it's about mid mid owned. But uh, you could actually take a look at optimal stack rates here with our optimal stacks tool for premium members, and this is directly tied to our Sim Labs product. What is Sim Labs? It's our new simulation based uh, approach to building lineups. If you don't want to futz around with Lineup HQ and try to get to build the lineups that you want to make, well, Sim Labs gives you pre approved lineups. Right, we've already run all the simulations. Right, Jamino's probably going to run them a little bit later today, and you'll have access to pick out the ones that you want based on whatever weighting that you want to have. And you know, you want to play Jared Goff? It's like plug him in, ex- lock him in, run a hundred lineups, and see which ones. Oh, you need to play this. You need to play that. It basically balances projection, correlation, and leverage kind of for you instead of trying to hack that together. In lineup HQ. So if you're using the Roto Grinders projections and ownership, you should be using Sim Labs. You don't necessarily have to use lineup HQ. If you want to get a lot of customized stuff and everything, that that would be something that you would use lineup HQ for. But it's a very easy way for you to build competitive lineups that are not bad. And it's free, still currently free, soon going to be just for premium members. So check that out. John, I don't know if you played around with the SimLab stuff. So. Yeah. I've actually yeah, I've entered some lineups on Showdown using this. Like, it's outstanding for Showdown. Like Particularly, I think there was like a Monday night game. might have just been this week, right? Where I was like at 7.30 NBA lock, and then like 8.15 Monday night lock. Um, and I just hadn't had time to like put together some Monday night lineups. It was like, oh, like you can just like click a button and then like start hitting plus and minus on the guys you like. And it's just like, this is like the slickest tool. Like this is the best user interface we've had for a tool, right? Where like you you set the settings according to like what you think might happen. You get some like good lineups. It's like, oh, well, I, but I really like this guy and I don't like this guy so much. Just hit some plus and minus. And it's like auto filling the, the lineups. Like, like this is so easy. Like this is like, if, especially like if it's, you know, showdown, like short on time, whatever the, the case may be. And if, you know, if you still want to invest your 80 hours or whatever, you know, during the week looking at football, um, then maybe this isn't uh, the tool that you want to use, but it's still probably worth looking at just to see kind of the mindset of like what the what the simulations are showing or thinking. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're short on time, like you want to get some good lineups, like this is a great tool. Right, you have three minutes. I mean, you could just go. Yeah. I like this guy. I like this. I want. I want more correlation. I want less projection. Whatever. Click. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. You get twenty lineups, and you could go through, and you go. Oh, I don't want to play that guy. Well, just exit out and it'll replace it with another lineup, right? And just keep yeah. keep on it'll replace it with the next best lineup that it could come up with based on your waiting. And there you go, export and you're done. And, yeah. and you could also use it as a research tool. Like so our theory this week, John, is that maybe runbacks aren't that important, right? Because we have multiple teams that have a lot of, you know, high totals that instead of wasting it on a Panthers run back in your pant in your cowboy stack or a uh, Giants run back in your in your commander stack that a Steelers run back with your Jordan Thompson Robinson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be playing that. Maybe, but the Sims will tell you that also. 
if you see if the, if you just start running lineups and you barely see any Steelers and Browns in any of your lineups, that's probably a sign that you those, those probably aren't the best plays that you should be playing. But you could slide also that see projection that I, lever all the way down, <laughs> right? But like lock in two and see what do these Miami lineups look like based yeah. on our simulations. And if you see that that you, you run 150 and you barely see any double stacks of like. Hill and Waddle, maybe that's a sign that it's much less viable. But you could also run it and maybe you see 90 double stacks and you're like, yeah, the rest of the lineup looks suspect, but the simulations say that this is this, these are viable lineups and maybe you take a shot. So you could also use it as a research tool as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay, John, you're going to King of the King of the Beach. Who's that? How many tickets you got? Just one. I snuck in. So I only had one. I, I they, kinda, let, they let you in because the legacy, you're a legacy ad. You're an so, alumni ad. So last year I had five, right? right five. So you play down from 250 to 75. Um, and last year I was like super aggressive about getting the tickets. And this year, like it kind of snuck up on me. Like I didn't realize the qualifiers were over until I had my one seat out of 250, like was entered into my, uh, my lineups. And I, you know, we played out the contest. It was like two Sundays ago. And I was like, 65th most of the you know the you know from like i guess like 6 to 7 p.m or so and then cd lamb caught the last pass of the game last pass last game dropped to 78th i was like ah yeah just just missed it and then they gave him a fumble about 15 minutes later on that catch <laughs> that, that knocked me up to 75th so snuck in so you snuck in so you're gonna be the king you're gonna be the king of the beach that's the plan that's the plan and it and are you gonna do it with dorian thompson robinson uh, my lips are sealed. And Saquon, you're going to do it with DTR and Saquon Barkley. It's it's going to be a tough call between Tommy DeVito and, and Jordan Thompson Robinson. Uh, <laughs> but I do. I think both are in play for larger fields, <laughs> DraftKings only. You know, where the pricing of quarterbacks goes down like 48, 4,500, at least worth considering with a couple of lineups at 150, you know, in the Millie Maker. Uh, in the Millie King of the right. Beach. The key, the key point is in the Millie. Like you, these guys, these are not guys that are going to be in your King of the Pitch, King, King of the yeah. Beach lineup, right? Yes, um, you know, probably you'll stay a little bit more on the board, on the radar uh, with the, the one king of the beat. Only got to beat 75 people, right? I, I do I think it's an important you know, thing to consider. I'm, I'm trying to beat 74 other entries, not 174,000, you know. Um, so, and and, and is, is that down in Miami? It is, yeah, down in Miami. Um, Are you guys going to the Dolphins game? No, I don't think so. Um, I haven't. I don't think so. I think I think everything's at the I don't hotel. Think so. No, they don't care. They don't, it's like, dude, the Dolphins are there, and you're, and it's NFL, King of the Beach. You go to the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> good, good point. I don't know. Um, I've right, been to NFL games before for this, like this kind of thing. I don't think it's on the itinerary this week. I think that football is a little bit tough because you actually, I don't think I've ever been to an NFL game for the NFL live final because you everybody's got to do their lineups right and most of the stadiums you'd have to, you know a 45 minute commute to the stadium then you got to get up you know to the seats and stuff um so they a lot of times they'll have like nfl games on like a thursday night or something and then you do the final on sunday um but it, it would actually be tough because you got to think about like the idea people have for their rosters they want to get their rosters in um and then still make it to the final that that's why they need to do it at, at a place that later in the season when they have those saturday games yeah. Right. And then then you go to that place, you go to the Saturday night game and then they, you know, maybe they should hire me to, to plan out what. Uh, yeah. How, how you should. I know the baseball stuff is easy because they play every day. So like on Saturday night, you could go to 
a baseball game, and then Sunday you could still do the slate, right, right. without having to do all that crap. Yeah, exactly. Actually, like live finals themselves tend to be like sparsely populated the first like half hour to hour of the actual final itself because a lot of people are doing their lineups and then just head over. And so if it's not at the hotel itself, like it takes people like half an hour and everybody's getting their own Uber. Like they have like transportation provided, but the transportation stops like when the slate locks. But then everybody's like doing their lineups and locks down. I mean, obviously a lot of people just have one lineup, do it and get there a half hour early and go to the open bar. <laughs> right. You have got one lineup. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to make, do it on your, you're going to, you're going to be a phone shitter, bro. Yeah. I have one on team, beach lineup. <laughs> right. But of course. I, but you got to be, you got to make your 17,000 lineups for all the other sites. Right. Exactly. Yes. Uh, okay. So good luck to you. Thank Squirrel you. Patrol. Jay Brezel on, uh, on yeah. Twitter. Uh, are, are you going to be doing, are you going to do it in crunch time tomorrow for MMA, even though you're at King of the Beach? I don't think so. I was talking to Devin about that. <laughs> um, probably not, but we'll see. I, I got to get to the hotel and see what the setup is like and see like what the camera would look at and would look like. And I also got to uh, research the UFC slate. I think they're doing weigh-ins probably as we speak. So see how many fights got canceled. Yeah, it's an it's an it's an early slate. It's an it's in the middle. I mean, I'm I'm not even gonna be I'm not even gonna be home. So like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna be yeah, playing the like, slate. Yeah. So I have no idea what that's. But people are asking Fighting Friday. I, I have no idea. I never expected that I'd be playing the slate, so I just didn't even bother. Yeah, I mean, I honestly haven't looked that looked that much yet. Right, so but I will. So that, that, people are asking for picks. It's like, like, uh, dude, we, we we got we got Dorian Thompson Robinson, we got Saquon Barkley, <laughs> and uh, once you hear that that's that those are the targets that we're looking that 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 John's looking at. Do you really want his MMA picks? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I write an underdogs article. I a whole article just on UFC underdogs that I think can hit. Um, the Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, okay. and Tommy DeVito's of UFC. Uh, hit that like button on your way out the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. Try out Simlabs. Rotogrinders.com slash Simlabs. Try it out for this main slate. Try it out for the Monday night uh, showdown. I mean, before better try it out before it's just for premium members. We want to get premium membership here at Rotogrinders. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. I will see you back on Monday. Good luck in your contest, the ones that they, and I'm not in with you. And uh, and I'm always here answering your questions, talking about DFS strategy, props and pick them, 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern time on weekdays for Roto Grinders today. <laughs>